All right, we got an awesome show for you today. It is going to be a interview segment. So stick around after your favorite song. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I don't want a showboat, but I got a GoPro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years would I ever drink a Michelob. Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm, what an elegant species. And you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it. Smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast. If you'd like to wait two hours for one growler, you come to the right place. We love it. You need someone to mule your beers. Moe's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment, and that's the difference between Ben, Mo, and you. So up your vocabulary and grab a beer, cause this is nude. Correct. Nude. This is nude. This is nude. This is nude. Correct. 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 All right, Mo, we are here today. A very special episode of Noob. We have guest Brittany Burke on, who you were lucky enough to speak about. She's going to share with us about the upcoming IPA Fest that will be in Boston. She'll tell you all about that on the interview. But we do kind of want to set the table with you. Um, how, how do we go about meeting Brittany? Uh, Brittany, I reached out to uh, somebody from Beer Advocate, a representative from Beer Advocate, trying to get um, passes for IPA Fest. And they yep. directed me to somebody who directed me to somebody. And that somebody happened to be Brittany. Nice. So uh, we got together last week, uh, Friday I think it was, and you know had a had a good little session. Talked about IPA Fest, um, other events that she's done with um, with Beer Advocate. She's the events manager, so she does um, EBF. Yeah, don't um, give too much away, but we got a big thing. Yeah, so well, this is it's like a teaser, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, she does a lot of cool things with them, and uh, definitely a really cool interview. Somebody somebody good to know in the industry. Yeah, this was a great interview, so we'll dive into it right now. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Moses Malone. My guest today is Brittany Burke. She's the event manager at Beer Advocate. I've asked her to come on the show today because, in case you didn't know, they have a rather large event coming up soon called IPA Fest in Boston. So, Brittany, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this event? Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So IPA Fest is coming up uh, on December 15th at the Flynn Cruise Port in Boston. It's in the Seaport District. For anybody who's been to the Extreme Beer Fest, it's like two blocks away. Anyone who's been to Harpoon, it's pretty much right across the street. It's going to be a really fun venue. First time doing this fest, first time uh, at that venue, so we're really excited about that. Uh, We've got two sessions on Saturday. Uh, The first one is from noon to 3.30. That session is sold out. And the second session is from 6 to 9.30. We've got less than 200 tickets left for that one. Uh, and they're going pretty quickly. So if you're interested, highly recommend getting on those tickets now. We've got, uh, I think it's 54 breweries coming. Uh, and we're going to have over 150 different IPAs pouring. Um, and we're really excited about this. We've got people coming, uh, you know, sort of from all over the country. And it's going to be a, a really good time. 
Yeah, I did um I did a little research, Brittany, before the show, and I gotta say this is uh this is a pretty great lineup. Um some breweries I'm excited about. Uh exhibit A, Finback, uh The Alchemist, uh Lawson's, uh Sand City, Weldworks, who I've never had anything from. Um so definitely a great lineup that you've assembled here. Um definitely something for everybody to check out. Tickets are sixty-five dollars through Eventbrite. Um and uh it definitely seems like a good time. Anything any excuse I can get to get into Boston and uh, and attend a festival like this, I will gladly I will gladly take that. Um, so, how long have you been affiliated with Beer Advocate? Yeah, so I have uh, I've been with Beer Advocate now for uh, just about three years. Uh, I started um, right before EBF 2016, so this next EBF will be my fourth with Beer Advocate as a full time staff member. But even before that, I was a, a volunteer at their fests, and then I became a volunteer captain before I went full-time. So uh, nice. for, a, for a good long while, but full-time for about three years. That's awesome. So obviously, you have a hand directly in this event. What are some breweries that you're excited to see at this event? I'm sure you're going to say all 54, right? I, you know, I really am. We've, <laughs> we've, really, we've done a great job curating brewers who – really explore the diversity of the IPA style. Um, you know, a lot of people think IPA, they think back to, you know, the, the West Coast IPA, the really bitter beers that, you know, sometimes will, you know, to be described as tearing the enamel off of your teeth. But <laughs> the style itself has really grown and evolved and turned into this really fun and diverse uh, type of beer. So we're going to have, you know, black IPAs, milkshake IPAs, fruited IPAs, sour IPAs, the new brute IPA that I've uh, been seeing a lot of brewers starting to play around with and brew there. So it really, um, you know, a couple years ago, people would be like, I don't, I don't drink IPAs. I don't like hops. And just the, the diversity in, in the hop portfolio that we're going to be seeing here is super exciting. You're going to have beers that, you know, I, I had a beer the other day that I was like, if orange juice tasted like this, I would probably drink orange juice every morning. <laughs> it's just, you know, just a juice bomb. And then we're going to have some of those really traditional West Coast style IPAs. Nice. And really everything in between. It's a super exciting style, and we're really excited for our, uh, our first time really exploring it in fest form. So I'm glad you mentioned this style because uh, Ben is a huge fan of the Brute IPA. It was a, just a style that we just discovered not that long ago. Um, exhibit A did one of their anniversary beers, um, and it was phenomenal. So I saw that Stone was doing one, and if anybody can brew a beer correctly, I would assume that it would be Stone. Um, so we're yeah, really absolutely. excited to see that. Yeah, and we're, um, you know, Stone is one of the one of those OG IPA brewers. So Definitely. we're really looking forward to seeing what they bring. And then we've got some of the newer folks uh, coming up onto the scene, and so those guys are going to really, you know, they've been playing around and really sort of pushing the boundaries of what you can what you can do with hops and really trying to bring out different flavors, different scents to them. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. It definitely seems like, um, you know, breweries just to kind of accept the challenge as far as brewing something new and something different and maybe something that, um, that hasn't been done before. You had mentioned something before we got on the, on the show. Um, when we were talking something about Hophead farms, did you want to go over that at all? Yeah, I'd love to. So Hophead Farms has joined us as a sponsor for this fest, and we've been working with them to put forward a really exciting challenge to the brewers. Um, so we mailed out a list of some hops that Hophead Farms has available, uh, including a couple of proprietary uh, hop varieties, and challenged the brewers to brew a beer featuring one or more of these hops from Hophead Farms. 
the folks from Hophead Farms will be on site at the fest with a booth. So the attendees will be able to come, you know, smell the hops, touch the hops. You usually don't want to taste raw hops. It doesn't always go well. No, 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 uh, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, really interact with the hops, learn more about them, learn about the, the role they play in the brew process. And then we'll have signage at the booth. So it's like, you know, you're smelling this one variety of hop. Go check out, you know, breweries A, B, and C because they brewed a beer featuring this exact hop. So people will okay. really be able to sort of see start to finish what hops bring to a beer. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be a great interactive component, a really fun educational component. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people get as much of a kick out of it as we've had putting it together. Yeah, that sounds like something um, I haven't exactly heard of before. I, I would say that without doing any research, obviously, I would say that that's probably unique to this festival, the little scavenger hunt type of thing. Um, so that's definitely something that we'll be looking to get involved in. Um, how do you how do you go about recruiting breweries for an event like this? Is this just like you have contacts with these breweries, or how does that process work? Yeah, so this is uh, it's pretty much by invite only. Um, we, with all of our beer at Picket Fest, have a focus on uh, independent craft brewers. So all of the breweries at, at this and all of our fests are independently owned. Um, we also have the Brewers Association uh, as one of our fest sponsors. And they're really doing the seek the seal for independent brewers. So our missions have aligned. We've been doing that um, for for a good long while. So independently owned brewers. And then Jason and Todd go through and really curate the list. They go through, look at, um, you know, who they know of that's really pushing the boundaries of the style, playing with the style, innovating the style. And then, you know, who's been, you know, sort of the OG IPA brewers who have been doing this for forever, who, you know, really have it nailed down. So they try to curate a list. And, uh, and then we invite all the brewers. We've had some breweries reach out to us, which has also been fantastic. So we, um, we had a brewery from Minnesota reach out to us, uh, the folks at, I think it was Lupulin Brewing. Okay. And they were like, hey, we're, uh, we're interested. We do, this is, this is our scene, as you could probably tell from the name. Yeah. Uh, we're, we want to come. And we checked them out. We looked at, their, uh, at some of their beers, and we invited them to the fest. So we're really excited for, uh, for those guys to be there. We also put out the call on our social media channels to people who are fans of Beer Advocate to say, who do you guys want to see there? So um, as a result of those call-outs, we have Narrow Gauge come into the fest, Bearded Iris, and a few others that, that people who are excited about the fest and drinking the beers said, hey, we want to see those guys. So we listened, they fit the bill, and they got an invite and said yes. So we're really excited. But every single brewery on this list was, uh, was researched, handpicked, and curated by Beer Advocate. Now, do people send you beers to be included on this? Do you get any kind of like tasting perks out of this? Um, so Beer Advocate actually pays for all of the beer that's served at the fest. Oh, okay. Um, and that's another thing that makes our fest unique from some of the other ones out there. So we can really help to curate the lineup and say, you know, we, we want you to bring your IPAs. We want you to bring your best IPAs and your unique IPAs. And because we pay for the beer, we can really push that and challenge the brewers to bring uh, you know, go into some of their their more experimental stuff, stuff that isn't always on the shelves, and uh, and bring that. So we uh, we get to taste everything because we uh, we bought it. Awesome. So you you've done a great job so far. You've mentioned the Brewers Association. You've mentioned Hophead Farms. Those are two of your sponsors for the event. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the third, kind of an OG in the IPA game. Uh, what exactly is Dogfish Head's role in the event? Are they just kind of as like one of the ambassadors or like how do you how do you see them fitting into the event? 
Yeah, so Dogfish Head is, uh, they're a brewery sponsor for this fest as well as our Extreme Beer Fest. They have been friends of Beer Advocate for pretty much forever. Um, Sam Calagione is an incredible brewer. He was, um, you know, he was pushing the boundaries of IPA long before, you know, anyone would have thought, you know, what would happen if I continuously hop this beer for 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 120 minutes. And um, so he is, yeah, we, we couldn't imagine doing a fest like this without him. So they're going to be working with us to help promote the fest. They're going to really be bringing their A game in terms of their beers. And so they've got some really exciting beers that are that are coming out and they're going to really showcase their IPA game. We just saw Sam. Uh, he was at Beervana in Cranston on yes. on Friday. We saw him get up on stage and kind of do his thing there. I know he was a key sponsor for that event as well. So I wasn't surprised to see that Dogfish Head was one of your sponsors for this event. They're, they're pretty much all over the place doing really cool things, in particular with IPAs. So it seems like they were a, an obvious fit here. Absolutely. And we were we were at Beervana as well and got a chance to see Sam and they uh yeah, like I said, long time long time friend of Beer Advocate and all around just really great people. So we're super excited to be working with them again. Yeah, I would be too. Um so Brittany, I'm not gonna lie to you, before we uh before we came on the air I did a little bit of research. Um because I like to know the people that I'm talking to, even though I've obviously never met you face to face. Um I did some reading and saw that you were a home brewer. Is that correct? I I was a home brewer. I have not actively home brewed in a couple of years. Oh, okay. But, uh, but I was I was pretty active in the Boston homebrew scene. I was the president of uh, the Boston Warp Processors for a couple of years. But uh, I have I have certainly brewed a beer or two in my day. <laughs> so what's what's the reason for the hiatus? Just no no time in your life anymore. Um, you know, it was one of those things. I bought a condo. I started working in beer, and uh, and unfortunately, the the homebrew homebrew equipment has sort of stayed in the closet uh for a couple years while we while we work on the house and you know i i am very fortunate that i get to drink a lot of beer uh as part of my job and truth be told i my beer was okay my beer was totally fine but i get to drink beer that is far superior to anything <laughs> i brew i got into a conversation recently uh with a, a liquor store owner at a craft beer spot that we love in our area and he told uh, he told me we were talking about home brewing. He told me that being a home brewer is pretty similar to owning a boat because you're always putting money into it. You're always upgrading your equipment. You're always trying to find you know that new thing that'll help you brew better. He advised me to never get into home brewing because it was uh, it was a way to lose a lot of money for beer that was just okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have I have a setup. You know, it's it's certainly not the most impressive setup that I've ever seen, but it is. Uh... Yeah, I spent so much time and money on that, and it just is hanging out in my basement and in my closet. So when when you do use the kit, or when you did use the kit, what's your you know what's your go to style of beer? I mean, I feel like thematically for this podcast, I should say IPA, but yeah, you that probably would be a lie. <laughs> um, IPA was always fun to brew with, and I love playing around with hops uh, and hop flavors and when to add them and all of that, but. Honestly, the Kolsch. Like, I love okay. that beer. I was never set up to lager, but to be able to brew, like, a nice, crisp, clean Kolsch was uh, was always a always a challenge and always really rewarding when I was successful. Definitely an underappreciated style, uh, unless you're talking to people who actually know and appreciate beer for what it can be and what it should be. Um, so that's cool. That's cool to hear you say that and not just give me the 
de facto, you know, New England style IPA. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I actually never, I was, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I was really uptight about the clarity of my beer, so I added Irish moss to just about everything. I'm pretty sure early on I even added it to, like, stouts and porters. Really? So I was like, I must have clear beer. Okay, well, nope. <laughs> I mean, there was a time when a cloudy beer would be seen as a faulty beer, so. Yeah, exactly, and I started homebrewing, like, 10 years ago, and, uh, I was like, I can't have cloudy beer. I was mm. like, the, the beer itself may taste like Band-Aids, but it'll be clear. <laughs> all right. So, Brittany, this is something that we do with all our guests on the show. Um, sometimes I call it the big finish. Most often I just call it the four-pack of questions. Um, so we ask our guests two beer-related questions and two non-beer-related questions. I will tell you that one out of these four questions are more important than the other three, but I won't tell you which one it is. All right. Excellent. I'm ready. All right. First two questions. Well, first question. I'll do one at a time, obviously. <laughs> what is your favorite local brewery right now? Oh, that one's a challenge. I figured um, it would be. It's a total. I'm going to, I'm going to like totally dodge the question and name two of them. Um, Perfect. Because yeah, because I can. Um, Cambridge Brewing Company is mm. one of my all time favorite breweries. They do so much so well and it's such a fun place to go and have a beer that i've never had before a beer that i've never even thought to make a beer that tastes like those sorts of you know flavors like their sake beer is incredible they do amazing sours i think they have one of if not the first uh solera system so they are they are innovating they are cranking out beers um and everything they do they do so well and my second would be notch uh up in salem and uh, they they're just I love a good crisp clean lager and a nice tasty session beer and I have spent many a warm afternoon sitting out on their beer garden just having liters and liters of amazing session beer so I'd say those are my two favorites right now you're a proud lager lover I am a proud lager lover there's nothing uh, nothing wrong with that whatsoever I, uh, I'm here to promote IPA Fest. I love IPAs as well, but there's something special about a, a beautifully made lager. That's okay. This is a beer show. This isn't an IPA show, so you can feel free to talk about other beer styles as long as we focus on the IPA. Yes, exactly. So here's my second beer-related question, and it's only slightly off-topic since we are supposed to be promoting IPA Fest. Um, but just a side note, how excited are you for Extreme Beer Fest? I'm, I am extremely excited for Extreme Beer Fest. Uh, uh, thank you for opening that door. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is gonna. This is our sixteenth uh, Extreme Beer Fest. We're going back to the seaport, uh, and this is going to be the biggest EBF to date. Um, we have over one hundred and twenty breweries slated to join us for the the fest. We have ninety nine of them confirmed right now, and we've got more invites going out every day. Um, we're gonna have. Uh, a thousand more tickets on sale than were per session last time. So 4,000 people at each session, but we have expanded the entire space. So people are going to actually have a lot more elbow room and space to walk around. Really? And uh, we've thrown a challenge out to all of our participating brewers. Um, actually, two challenges. We've challenged them to premiere a beer at the fest. So we've asked brewers, if they can, to bring a beer that has never been... Uh, been released for for public consumption until the fest so it could be a twist on an existing recipe something they've done to to make a beer more extreme than it was before or it could be an entirely new and different beer 
Uh, and then we have also challenged the brewers to bring an extremely sessionable beer. So we, uh, a lot of people think extreme, they think high ABV, those super high octane, octane beers. And I'm sure we're going to have a few of those at the fest, but we're also asking brewers 5% or less, show us what you can do while you keep the ABV low. Excellent. So, yeah. So to, so to plug it a little bit more, uh, EBF February 1st and 2nd, 2019 in Boston at the Seaport World Trade Center. We do have tickets available now. The VIP section or the VIP badges are totally sold out, but we do still have tickets available for all three sessions. Uh, we, we anticipate that those are going to start to go uh, pretty quickly as soon as we get into holiday shopping time. So I highly recommend folks grab tickets as soon as they can for that fest because this is going to be epic and, uh, like I said, our biggest and, and probably best one yet. What's crazy to me is that you say you said that you're gonna you're selling a thousand extra tickets. Did I hear that right? Per per uh, session. Yep. So we got four thousand people at each session. That's insane. Not only because when when we went last year. One of my main takeaways from the festival was that it was not at all crowded, like yeah. not even a, a little bit. You walked around you. I felt like we had the run of the place, even though there were obviously thousands of people there. So to add a thousand people, but then still make the space larger is that's that's crazy. That seems like uh, that's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. Yeah, we're going to we're going to open up the curtains on both sides of it. So we're going to we're going to pretty much have that entire hall available to us. And it's going to be nice and spacious and uh yeah i mean you you will you will try more beers that you've never heard of from breweries that are brand new and uh and it's going to be a really fun fest yeah we went to two sessions uh last year but we couldn't hang for the the third one we we kind of cut our cut it off at that point we wanted to go to all three but we ended up going to two out of the three which i thought was still a pretty good win two out of three is very impressive thank you thank you well you know we try yeah. <laughs> so here, uh, yeah, we're very professional. Um, so two non-beer related questions. These are questions that we always kind of ask to to get a little personality attached to our guests. So first question: What is your favorite thing to drink when you're not drinking beer? Let's see. Uh, if it is if it is an hour of the day where and it is not socially acceptable to be drinking alcohol, okay. uh, I would say unsweetened black iced tea is my mm. go-to. Okay. And, uh, Pretty much as soon as the PM rolls around, my favorite non-beer drink is a spicy margarita. A spicy margarita. Now, what does that entail? Yes. Um, it, you know, it depends. A lot of bars will do like an infused tequila with, you know, habanero infused Ooh, okay. or jalapeno infused. So you get sort of the, the nice, bright, citrusy lime, you know, up front. But then there's a nice little kick on the finish. Nice. That's good. I yeah, mean, a lot of uh, a lot of people are when they're beer drinkers, they're beer drinkers, and they don't really stray from the path too much. When I when I stray, I uh, I stray in the general direction of margaritas. So <laughs> That's the awesome. The spicy one has a has a special place in my heart. Nice. All right, Brittany. This is the last question. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. Just real simple. Dog person, cat person. Oh, dog person. I'm shocked my dog didn't bark <laughs> once while we've been recording this because he's oh my God. pretty much right next to me. And uh, he is he's not always great when I'm not paying attention to him. So a uh, dog person, hands down. Unbelievable. I've lost like the last seven of these. Every interview we have, the, whether it's a brewer or an event coordinator or an owner of a facility or something, everybody's dog people. I feel like I'm the only cat person in the world. Uh, but you can't bring a cat to a brewery. 
proclamation in Rhode Island. They have cats. That's true, Jim, but they have like brewery. Like if you walked in there with your cat on a leash, yeah, you'd, that get, be a... you'd get laughed out of the place probably. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, cats, I feel like cats are, are, uh, are brewery employees and dogs are just fun for the Instagram. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, dog person through and through. All right. Well, you know, I'm just going to have to live with the fact that I'm probably the only cat person in this industry and just leave it at that. It's all good. It's all, you know what? I mean, I, like, like I said, you like the animal that keeps the mice away from the grain that makes the beer possible. So. <laughs> there you go. All right. That's the way to twist it. I'll tell, uh, I'll tell Ben that cause he always gives me a hard time cause I'm, you know, because I'm a cat person, he has a dog. I have two cats. He's super allergic to my cats. So we try not to do the podcast at my house. It's, it's like this big thing. So, um, yeah, so that's that's why that's why we asked the question because we I'm, think it's I'm we think it's funny. I couldn't, I'm sorry, I couldn't sway the score no, uh, that's a okay. little more to your side. I didn't want you to lie. You got to tell the truth. Yeah, no, dog, dog person, hundred percent, hands down, all the way. My dog even has his own Instagram. Like I, I am oh my very God. much a dog person. Well, Brittany, I think it's time that we end on that note. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, thank you very much for doing this. Quick reminder to everybody listening, IPA Fest, December 15th, 2018 at the Flynn Cruise Port in Boston. First session, you already missed out on that, 12 to 3.30. Uh, the second session, 6 to 9.30. Brittany says there's less than 200 tickets and you got to grab them now. $65 through Eventbrite, 150 plus beers expected from the 54 breweries. Uh, we listed some of our favorites. Um, you know, we've done everything that we can. Now you guys just need to go on Eventbrite and grab your tickets. Uh, Brittany Burke, events manager at Beer Advocate. I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. And Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Best of luck with IPA Fest. And I hope to talk to you again maybe before Extreme Beer Fest. That'd be a great little uh, little interview for us. I'd love that. Let's uh, Let's make it happen. All right, Brittany. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, and that was the interview with Brittany Burke. Uh, as you heard, Mo was there by himself because I was on my deathbed. I was yeah. almost almost dead, but I thank you for doing that. You handled that very professionally. And I do my best. She sounded awesome, man. I, I was super, not, not surprised because sometimes you talk to like people that work at a big company and they're not like as passionate about no, the thing that they work was. on. She, she was very was. passionate about beer. Awesome guest. She spoke, spoke very well, too. Very great, good interview. Great guest. Very excited to talk to her again. Um, definitely somebody that uh, you know knows what she's doing and definitely has good ideas. I mean, the the whole putting people to a challenge thing at the festival. Yeah, I love that stuff. Like, give them something to shoot for. You know, whether it's a beer style or a mm-hmm. hop or something like that. Just make it a little more interesting for people and turning it into yeah. like a little mini scavenger hunt. Just a just a cool idea, you know. We don't you don't see stuff like that at festivals a lot. That was super cool, and also asking them to brew that special beer just for yeah. it's a cool idea, and uh, I can't wait to see what these companies bring. These are like heavy hitters, obviously, and IPA great style to drink. Oh yeah, it doesn't really exhaust your palate in any one direction or the other. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see some of the cool stuff that they bring out. But you were saying they still have tickets available. Still have tickets available through Eventbrite. Uh, there's roughly 150 some odd tickets left. Okay. Uh, there's $65, like Brittany said. Um, they've released a few more of the beers. They're up to like 30 beers that they've released out of the, I don't know, there's probably gonna be 120, 140, something yeah. like that. Um, there's 54 brewers, I believe. So I yeah. think everybody's gonna bring like three, um, two or three anyways. So. Still, um, still got a bunch of beers to be released. So take take a peek at that list periodically. Make sure you're 
you're up to date. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we talked about the ones that, that we were excited about. I think me and Brittany were pretty much on the same wavelength there as far as the breweries we were excited about. Yeah. I know she has to say that she's excited for all of them. And, of course, she is because, yeah. you know, she booked it. But Yeah, so um, we. Yeah, I mean, definitely some that I'm, I'm more excited about than others. Yeah, the Weldworks that you mentioned in the interview, very yeah. excited. They just got one of the top small breweries in the country. I don't know nice. if you saw that beer advocate actually put out. I nice. think they were, like, number five in the country, so... I'm excited to see that stuff. You never see that stuff around no. here. Nope. Uh, you said Vanish Valley will be there too. Yep. Vanish Valley, very exciting. Stones bringing that brute IPA. Yep. That'll yeah. be something she, for you to check out. She mentioned that. I, yep. I do uh, appreciate you giving me the nod there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be cool to see what people are doing with IPAs. I know IPA and New England IPA fatigue is, is a big thing now. But Definitely. This, fi- this festival will showcase where IPA is going and where it could possibly go. Definitely. Uh, so I would definitely check this out if I were you. Uh, any closing thoughts here? Um, no, just make sure to get your tickets because yeah. as we get closer and closer to that event, I mean, they're going to sell out. It's just going to be like one or two days. Like you check and everything's fine. You check, everything's fine, and then they're going to be gone. So yeah. just I would get them now. Don't wait. So. Yeah. Uh, we Thank you, Brittany Burke. Thank you, Mo, for doing the interview. And uh, we'll talk to Brittany again before EBF. Which is in February. So we which have plenty is in of time February, for that. So pretty soon. And uh, we'll have her teasing that. So we will talk to you later. Or we will talk to you at another time. Thanks for tuning in. See you. Mo, here we are today. Uh, we have a very special. <laughs> 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 this is playing like a blooper reel.